there, fellow Star Wars nerds, and welcome to Unlimited Content, the podcast where two brothers talk about all of Star Wars film and TV in chronological order on the internet as an excuse to hang out more. We're your hosts, Sam and Jack, and this week we're talking about The Clone Wars Season 1, Episode 15, Trespass. <gasps> Sam, I hear it's somebody's birthday today. This is, it's not my birthday. Jack, is it your birthday? I don't. I don't think so. Wait, there's a third person here. What? Who could it be? Dad, is that you? Dad, yes, is it your birthday? It's your... Boys, I am your father. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dad. Dad. <laughs> no, it's not true. That's impossible. Yeah, buddy. Our guest today is our dad. Hello. Hey. Dad. hey. How you doing, Dad? Doing today? It's going great. It's been a good day. Yeah, Dad is is joining us on his birthday, so we're we're honored to to have him today. Woo! Thanks. It's great to get to hang out with our Thanks dads for having me. Nick, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess uh, before we get started with the things, Dad, do you want to introduce kind of your like what's what's your history with Star Wars like? What do you what are your kind of your some of your favorite Star Wars things? Did you grow up with Star Wars? Any other things you want to say about yourself, etc.? Yes, and so like the history that you guys have given in the past about watching Star Wars on VHS when you guys were kids. I saw those same movies in the theaters at the Esquire Theater in Enid, Oklahoma. So I remember Esquire. going the Esquire Theater. It was a single screen theater and the only theater in town. But yeah, so we watched those. It was a big dang deal when, when the new movies came out. So we, we saw those there. So yes, I was a Star Wars fan. I also started out as a Star Trek fan because my parents and yeah. know, Star Trek came out about 10 years before that. Uh, so we watched those on little TVs, little black and white, and eventually color TVs in the farmhouse. And then uh, when Star Wars came out, it we went to see it in the theaters. And then uh, later when it came out on VHS, I spent my winnings from my first lottery ticket win on the three VHS set of the four, five, and six. Yeah, you got the special editions, right? Huh? I think it was the special editions that you got. Yeah. On VHS. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've still got them here somewhere too. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. They, they should still be there. Yeah, those yeah, are the VHSs yeah. that Jack and I watched Star Wars for the first time on. Yep. Yes. So that's where Very my good. history started, and it's been Star Wars ever since. We love it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about like what what of Star Wars have you seen? You've seen like most of you've seen most of Clone Wars and Rebels and oh, you're I've, on, you've I've watched live action. Shows I've actually seen them all. I think I've not watched yeah. the Lego Star Wars, but I've seen. <laughs> Yeah, Clone yeah. Wars. I've They're seen uh, Rebels. Yeah, all the movies. Uh, I'm rewatching. So actually, so uh, I'm watching Ahsoka right now. I've watched. I'm watching uh, Andor with your mother right now. Or Ooh. we just finished watching that because she had not seen that one before. So we watched that together, and now <sighs> we're rewatching Obi Wan. So again, uh, all things Star Wars. And when I take my break at lunch, I watch an old Clone Wars or. Rebels episode on my phone in my office. Nice. Relax. That's yeah. awesome. Yay. <laughs> so yeah. D- yeah. Dad is, is he's, he's soaked in star Wars. Yeah. He's so, yeah. So yep. you out there in listener land, you see where we get it from this. It all yeah. makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Fun. Listen, oh, yeah. boys have fun with star Wars. Cause that's a happy place for me too. Oh Yeah. And you are a faithful listener as well. I want to thank you for that. Yes, I am. I finished the uh, the uh, Squirrel Power episode this morning. <laughs> the one with Andy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's the last one that's out right now. Okay. No, there's yes. one more that I haven't watched. I, I just put out the, the most recent one, Sam. Oh, you did? Yeah, the live. Yeah. Oh, the live one. Just kidding. Ha. So, yep, yep, as nice. of today, that's out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have not been on my phone today. So there you go. That's okay. Cool yeah. beans. Well, there we go. All right. Uh, well, we do have bills to pay. What? Sam. No, we don't. I don't know if you're aware. No, we no, no I bills. Mean, yeah, Come on. yeah. No, we don't. But you're not supposed to. It's a joke, Sam. You're oh, supposed oh, to not. Shh, my bad. My bad. We do it. <laughs> Be quiet. There, there are definitely bills we have to bit. pay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is you invented this bit. <laughs> you <laughs> having bills to pay. I was being sarcastic. Obviously, we have bills to pay. Who? I'm sorry. Whoever our sponsor is, that I. uh I've forsaken you. Jack, uh, who is our unlimited sponsor for our limited bills this week? Uh, This episode of Unlimited Content is brought to you by used bookstores. Just because they're they're pleasant places to go and be in the air conditioning and look at things and you never know what you're going to find. That's true. I was at a used bookstore this afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. What was was it? It was a half price books. But little did I know that uh, they were sponsoring our episode tonight. So thanks. Yeah. Specifically, cool. the Overland Park Half Rest books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I went to um. So, like, I guess we, we can start with the uh, what we've been up to. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go first because it it's it transitions well into what I was just talking about. Um, <laughs> I uh, for the past year or so at my my current job, uh, I've been working weekends. My schedule's been uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, but just as of like a couple weeks ago, I was able to. Because some people left and there was a new hire and so schedules were able to move around and now I work Monday through Friday and I have regular weekends, which is great. Um getting, getting to go like spend time with with friends and do things when other people are doing things. It, it it's it's so like like this past weekend I uh went to a flea market with some friends and then after that I went to a couple record stores and I went to a half price books and just you know, just hanging out, going looking at things and it was just fun. It it was surprising to me like how like one of the things i was worried about when going to like regular weekends is like the one downside i thought was like oh well it's, everything's gonna be busier on the weekends and there's you know it's gonna be like i don't know hard to get movie tickets and it's gonna be crowded in more places or whatever but what i found is that like i it's nice to actually like go out into the world and be have like other people doing things around you and feel like oh i'm i'm part of the world right now <laughs> because usually my weekends are monday tuesday when everybody else is, you know, doing nothing, and I, you know, if I go out and do something, it's, it's, anyway, I've, I've been living, like, what feels like a very isolated life in a lot of ways, and so this, this has been a nice change of pace of, like, oh, right, I exist in the same world as everybody else, you know, so, that was fun. Nice! Um, Real happy for you, Jack, that's fantastic, yeah, I can't imagine how weird it's been just, like, having an odd schedule. Um, and then finally getting to have like a normal schedule. I know like for like, if this is not n- nearly the same, but like in a little way, like, uh, I, a lot of times during the fall work Sundays. And so I don't get to like, enjoy like Sundays in the fall in the Midwest, which means I don't get to watch NFL games with people, oh, uh, which is yeah. like most of the socializing that happens in the fall is around like the chiefs games. Cause I'm in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so it's weird. So like, I imagine it's kind of similar, like the random Sundays that I have off, I was like, Oh, this is so liberating. and so free. I can just like be a normal person again. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I resemble, uh, your, your sentiment there. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's nice to like, 
to be able to go and do things with friends when they're doing things, you know, because I not only do I have I been working weekends, I also work evenings. So like I, I get off work at 11 p.m. And so it's not like I can even during the work week, I can't like do things in the evening. So my weekend is really the only time I have to like go and do stuff. And yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, aspect I'm, real, of my I'm life real happy for you weekend. about that. Yeah, me too. Um, let's see what else. Um, I uh, recently finally watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Ooh, how was it? I've heard um, good things. Yeah, yeah, I came out of Disney Plus finally, so I, I wouldn't watch that. Um, it, I think we talked about this before, but like there aren't there haven't been a lot of Marvel movies or Marvel things recently that I've been super interested in watching. But this is one that I was like, no, I definitely want to watch this because I really like the Guardians movies. And I feel like they stand kind of on their own enough that, you know, it's like their own set of characters with their own kind of. It doesn't it's it's the movies that like I want to watch because I like them specifically and I would watch them even if they weren't part of the MCU. Whereas like before there might have been movies that like I might not have been super interested in, but I watched them because they contributed to the larger story oh, of sure. like, the MCU and the Infinity Saga and stuff. Um but these are like ones that I'm like genuinely like excited for and I like these. Um so I watched volume three um and I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Um I think it's like at least at the moment i think it's my favorite of the guardians movies um i yeah i think it's 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 one of the best mcu movies in my opinion better than Um, the first one i i think like personally i think so but Hmm. uh, i mean that my opinion could change but i've also seen it like i've seen the first one several times and so maybe it's just like lost its sheen a little bit but (laughs) um i love that movie too yeah they're, they're all great but um yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was it was super, just, you know, it, it's incredibly like the Guardians movies in particular are super creative and colorful in, in a way that a lot of the other Marvel movies aren't all of the time. Um, and I think James Gunn, who's the, the writer and director of these movies, really like understands like how to make a, a movie that's like a you know big bombastic fun action movie, but also is really rooted in character and like emotion and kind of you know the things that people are going through and the the arcs they go through um and this one in particular really really leans into that like it leans into like examining what these characters are all about and it is uh one of the darkest marvel movies actually (laughs) like it's 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 there there are moments a there's like some really dark violent stuff that happens to where it's like there are parts of it that are like it verges on being R-rated almost. I would say, wow. like, there's some real weird, like disturbing stuff and like gross stuff. Like, um, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm just you know, as a fair warning to anybody who wants to watch it, and it's also like one of the sadder, uh, Marvel movies because it's like the the kind of the the crux of the plot uh, centers around uh, Rocket Raccoon's origin story and how he came to to be and the like experiments that were done on him and stuff to to you know turn him into what he what what he is and um and they it's incredibly well told and really really touching and beautiful it's also just very very dark at times um but it's it 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 ends happily and i think it's it's a a great ending to the trilogy and it feels it's just really good i just came away from it feeling like like man that was a that was a great movie you know so that was nice that was good Sweet. There's definitely on the watch list. I just haven't 
I haven't gotten around to it. I don't know. But yeah, it's, yeah. it looks really good. And you have sold me. If, it, if I was on the fence about watching it, I'm definitely going to watch it at some point in the not-too-distant future. But it is, it is a pro- okay. like, in the Kansas City Ford House, it is approaching Halloween in that it is not July anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. so in the Kansas City Ford House, it's always approaching yeah. Halloween. It is. It is. We yeah. are either <laughs> awaiting Halloween, experiencing Halloween, or mourning the immediate loss of Halloween. I was going to say mourning. Yeah, that's really that's the only options here in our house. Uh, Halloween is my wife's and now my daughter's favorite holiday. So excellent. Yep. So we are already starting to watch Halloween movies at our house, or at least <laughs> we're gearing up to watch Halloween movies. Um, one of the first ones we're going to watch is Young Frankenstein. Very excited about that. Ooh, yep. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, from Rukar. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, yes, really uh, you guys know the uh, the portrait of of Dr. Frankenstein that is like, like a really kind of, like it kind of looks like it's painted on velvet kind of portrait that is hanging somewhere in the movie. You guys know what I'm talking about? The portrait yeah, of I, oh, okay, we we bought a copy of the portrait and it's hanging <laughs> in our kitchen. <laughs> nice. so, yeah, like like we're talking like sixteen by twenty, like it's huge copy of this portrait, uh, and it's it's it's, it's hanging in our kitchen, like on our on our like gallery wall kind of thing. So Fun. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So I need to I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a long time, but I I, I love that movie. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. that's kind of what we're up to in the Ford house is getting ready for Halloween, even though it's Labor Day weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's really the that's big thing that's happening right now is is Halloween. Marion's already decided that she's going to be a purple butterfly for Halloween. Excellent. Um, yeah, and I don't know what I'm going to be. Sarah mentioned I'm going to be Link or something. Uh, sounds good <laughs> to me. Cool, fun. Uh, you, you should you should be like uh, you should be Breath of the Wild Link. You should get like the blue champions tunic and stuff. That would be cool. I would I would want that. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, all right, so I, speaking of, of Zelda, I've, since the last episode, I finally beat Here's the Kingdom, like, mm-hmm. in its entirety. Like, I beat, I, I beat the final boss, and I did every single shrine, and Ooh, wow. I'm working through the side quests right now, just because I don't want to let go of this game, because it's very good, <laughs> and I don't yeah. want it to end. Um, so I'm just that. going, yeah. I'm going through side quests right now, and I think within the next month or so, if I still have time to do it, I will have like done all of the side quests on Tears of the Kingdom. There's a little checklist. Like, wow. So I'm going to basically 100% it without doing the Koroks, because those don't count. Um, yeah, no, not, those are mean. The amount of Koroks. It's, it's a madman's quest. Yeah. Korok seeds. Yeah. So um, I did that. That's kind of, those, those are the things I've been up to. That's me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, of that, I, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. Ooh, yeah. Uh, right. Which is, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, it, it it flows well into, into what I'm talking about because uh, speaking of gigantic video games, <laughs> so uh, Dad, you, we didn't we talked about this on a previous episode, but it's one that's not out yet, so you haven't heard about it. But there's a, a game that came out a couple weeks ago called Baldur's Gate Three, um, and it is basically a it's Dungeons and Dragons in video game form, um, and it's a gigantic fantasy world that you can explore and you you know you create your own character and you go and you can recruit other characters to join your party. You can talk to people and romance NPCs and you can, can fight monsters and, you know, all, all those sorts of things. And it's uh, it's been very, very critically acclaimed and it's been very successful. And it's it's uh, it's a gigantic game. It's super like, you know, like upwards of 100 hours worth of content kind of wow. thing. Um, and I have 
I've played maybe 10 or 15 hours of it so far. And I've, I've loved what I've played so far, but I just haven't been able to, I've been busy with, with other like work stuff. Um, so I haven't been able to do a, a ton of playing of it, but I, I've been loving it. Um, the reason I bring it up is because <laughs> in a few days, another gigantic RPG that I want to play is coming out. And I'm like, I am afraid that I'm going to die before I get to play either <laughs> of these games. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I've spoken with, with both of you about this before, but, um, the game is coming out soon. It's called Starfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's a big old space exploration. Is that the one where you can build your own ships? Adventure. Yes. Yes. That I've seen clips coming out online of people who have like already started building their own ships. Someone built the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. In, oh, in the, and someone built Firefly or the Serenity. Is that what it's called? The, the Serenity. The Serenity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's another gigantic open world RPG where you explore space and do all sorts of quests and there's space pirates and what. Anyway, it looks amazing and it's getting generally pretty great reviews. Um, some of them are, are a little mixed. You know, people are a little split on this game. It seems like, but for the most part, it's been getting really good reviews. And based on everything I've read, I think I'm really going to enjoy it. Um, I, I love the the games that this studio has made. Well, I generally <laughs> love the games that I've that this studio has made in the past, which are like the the Fallout games, um, I played a, uh, a few of those, and then they also made like the Elder Scrolls games, like Skyrim, things like that. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to Starfield. Um, I am concerned <laughs> for like, like I don't know if I'll ever get to play through Baldur's Gate three at this point because I, I I'm I was not actually that excited for Baldur's Gate three until like the week before it came out when all the reviews came out and people were saying, "Oh, this is one of the best games ever made." So I was like. Oh, okay. Maybe I should play this. <laughs> you know. Um, so I started playing that, and uh, but then Starfield's coming out this week, and I, Starfield's a game that I have been excited for for a long time. They announced it like I don't know, like 2015, 2016, something like that. It, it, I don't know. It's been a long time since they like initially announced that they were making this game, um, and it's finally coming out. I'm very excited, but I'm <laughs> I'm just like, how am I going to have the time to have like? There are too many games that are coming out this year that are the equivalent of like a full time job. There's like, <laughs> we got Tears of the Kingdom, we got uh, Baldur's Gate three, uh, and the, now we're getting Starfield, and that's not even like there's more big games coming out later this year too. Like the like Spider Man two is coming out later this year. Um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder looks amazing. That's coming out later this year. But this new um, Mario game coming out. Yeah, it's they're they're coming out with a new 2D side-scrolling Mario game that is, for the first time since like New Super Mario Bros. on the DS, it has like a new art style and like new mechanics and stuff. It's like a an actual refresh of the series as opposed to like oh. the past like five 2D games that have all looked exactly the same and played <laughs> exactly the same. You know? Yeah. So anyway, I'm very excited for that. Um, thus ends my video game soapbox. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's come back next week my for right more now. video game soapboxing from Jack. <laughs> yes this has been our recurring segment jack gets on his soapbox and talks about video games for a while but jack well, anytime we call it a recurring segment we're not allowed to do it again <laughs> oh no you're right oops oh, i killed the bit jack. <laughs> <laughs> all right um well dad what have you been up to recently well besides some major home repairs which we shall not speak of yeah, uh, this is a happy place dad we don't talk about yes that. <laughs> yes <laughs> I've been uh, reading the third book in the Dune series, Children of Dune. So Ooh, I've cool. read, reread the first one, you know, before watching the movie and then after watching the movie, um, waiting for the second half of the movie to come out. But now I'm into that. Finished the second book 
and I'm into the third one right now, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, we and my wife and I enjoy your mother and I enjoyed season two of Star Trek Brave New Worlds, especially the musical episode. That was interesting and fun. The musical episode? Oh, that's awesome. You didn't hear about that musical episode? No, I'm oh, I'm not yeah. I'm not really caught up to speed on uh, yeah. Star Trek these days. This is probably the best uh, Star Trek series I've had in a long time. Really enjoy that. Also, we're watching Ahsoka, of course. Enjoying yes. that. Uh, watched, uh, as I mentioned earlier, watched Andor with your mom because she hadn't seen that one before, so we watched that. And now we're uh, watching uh, Obi-Wan again. And one thing I liked about I'd forgotten about this, the first episode of the Obi-Wan series, the uh, summary of Anakin from the beginning up until then was the best you know, all clips from all the movies, all the leading up to that was a good right. summary of, of, that. of yeah, that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then for my birthday today, your sister, Gracie, got me Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the official Black Spire Outpost cookbook. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It was, it's great. It's got great artwork, great recipes. I mean, nothing too complicated, but like uh, the first one I made today was, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, I had the picture up. The uh, basically the, the Black Post Black Spire Outpost is mentioned by Lando in Episode Four: New Hope at one point. Um, but also today I made what's called the Rings of Hudala, which is basically onion rings wrapped in bacon. <laughs> that sounds about right. Which and it, that goes along with the yesterday's theme because yesterday was National Bacon Day. Oh. Well, so I, I didn't celebrate. Yeah, I'm ashamed. Silly. Yeah, I'm having BLTs so. tomorrow, so I'll celebrate. No, uh, two days late. Two days late. Yeah. So that, that's that's yeah. what I've been going on. Nice. Well, cool. Yeah. That's it. You've been consuming a lot of media. Yeah. Yes. I, I gotta ask. Cool in your uh, in your cookbook, does it have pork wings? Because I would love some pork wings. I don't <laughs> think so, but I'll go back uh, and look. Okay. I know. <laughs> that's like my one like fictional Star Wars movie that I actually want to eat is pork wings yeah <laughs> yeah that was funny everybody laughed when they saw one of those on the spit when who was it Chewbacca <laughs> was grilling one yep <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's just standing there staring like what are you doing <laughs> alright um all right, so news. What's up and coming in the world of Star Wars, or what's what's going on? Um, I don't know of anything like new coming up, but since the last time we recorded an episode, the first three episodes of Ahsoka have come yes. out. So do you want to want to talk about that real quick? A little yes, bit? sure. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Sam, what have you thought about Ahsoka so far? Oh my gosh, it's so good. I love this show. It's so much fun. Mm. Um, it's definitely like all of our theories of it being Rebel season five have been absolutely confirmed. Like, yes, it's, it's, ex it's exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's Rebel Season 5, but all of the guys are missing. Like, that's, that's yeah. what it is. It's, yeah. yeah. But, like, I mean, one of them's dead, and the other one is, like, they're going to go find him, right? But then Zeb's not yeah. there, yeah. so that's a little... But maybe they didn't have yeah. the budget for Zeb. I hope, I hope Zeb shows up. Yeah. I want to see Zeb again. Yeah, we haven't yeah, seen Zeb yet, fun. but... I don't imagine that they would tease him in Mando Season 3 and then not bring him in yeah. for Rebel Season 5. I, I hope, yeah. I would hope not. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I imagine we'll see Zeb towards the end of the series, just because I imagine it was a real, like, really pricey to like animate Zeb. 
to like the quality that they did to like get it well yeah, done. No, he looked amazing. He looks yeah. so yeah, good I in mean, Mando. Yeah. So they're like, there's no way that they're gonna like not have it live up to that, and like that has to take days and days and days of like dozens of people working. So like you can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not really feasible. But yeah, no, it's such a good show. I love the like the kind of like the the whole idea of like Jedi lineage that they're kind of hinting at throughout all this with like mm -hmm. um just w w w with the relationship of Ahsoka and Sabine, which I guess we didn't really see a whole lot of that. So I think there's just some gaps that we're missing that we don't that there's yeah. like like the the gap during the original trilogy that like we don't really have anything of like what happened for the two of mm -hmm. them or for the rest of like the the rebels crew. But um yeah, yeah no. Uh it's it's really, really good. I love the new uh not Sith, but definitely Sith, but not Sith. Uh <laughs> what Balen Skull and Shin Hati, is that their names? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um they're super fun. I do think it's hilarious mm -hmm. that like all Shinhati does like Shinhati's like kind of like the, the cool bad guy, and then like Balen Skull is just kind of like the just point like go there. It's like okay, and then she <laughs> goes, that. and that's all he does. He just he broods and says go that way. Like that's kind of all he does so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we saw him do some like some some lightsabering in the first episode. Like he he got some action at the beginning when he was like they were invading that ship and breaking out. Uh, yeah. What's her face? Uh, but like yeah, since then he's just kind of been like standing around and telling. Shin to do things, yeah. So I'm excited to see. Hopefully, like he and Ahsoka battle at some point. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, um also, I I love the the reveal that Morgan Elsbeth that she's a night uh -huh. sister. Yeah, yeah that's cool. We that, yeah. We? No, we didn't know that. Yeah. Like yeah. we knew who she was from Book of Boba Fett or Mando two. I don't remember, but I think it was C Mando season two. Okay, I think. yeah, yeah. Um. It was one of those seasons where it was a different show halfway through the show. Um, <laughs> one of the two yeah. things. But yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, no, because we met her there, but we didn't, she had some weird tattoos and like was kind of seemed Force-ish, but like it wasn't mm -hmm. a Jedi, wasn't a Sith. So it makes sense that she's a mm -hmm. Night Sister, but uh, yeah. it was super cool. Like a, like a, oh, they yeah. brought is those the in. the first time we've seen a live action Night Sister? Absolutely. It like, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, there were there was one. I think in the it was in the third episode we got to see her do a little bit of like night sister magic when she's like interacting with the that like thing on the pedestal or whatever. Mm -hmm. The focal yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, yeah, the the, tre yeah. the treasure planet thing. Yeah, I, exactly. That's exactly what I thought <laughs> when they got that map. I was like, it's the map from Treasure Planet. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I, I really like this show so far. I thought the the first episode was a little kind of slow, and I feel like yeah, they kind of spent most of that first episode establishing things and getting things set up, and it felt a little bit boring. Uh, but episodes two and three are both amazing. I, I love them. Um, I love live action Chopper is amazing. Yes, yeah. as, as, yeah. as everything expected. I hoped it would be in more. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that. Uh, I think the the casting for um Hera and Sabine is is pretty much perfect i thought yeah. oh, yeah. they're both doing great yeah. oh yeah um uh yeah, and, and, and like and got... like with sabine sorry not to interrupt but like with sabine no, like sure. with 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 rosario dawson like there's like she's really good ahsoka like really good old ahsoka at the end of the clone wars or end of end of like the galactic civil war um yeah she's really good for that but with the actress i forget her name who plays sabine uh mm -hmm. i don't even like notice that it's like not even the same person playing 
I know. It's like it, like that. She nailed such good casting. Yeah, nailed, yeah. nailed yeah. Sabine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the actor who plays her is Natasha Leo Bordizo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, sorry, not, not to cut you off. Yeah, I cut you off, but like I was just yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to say because no. it was so so good. Yes, agreed. Oh, and, and speaking of of casting, um, in the first episode we got to see uh, Ryder Azadi, um, who was oh, a, yeah. a character in, in Star yeah, Wars Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the actor who plays him, uh, in live action is the same actor who voiced him in animation. Um, it's a uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, you might know also as the voice of Mr. Krabs. So, <laughs> fun fact there. For you. Yeah, when when he showed up on screen during the the, the pilot, I once forgot that Ryder Azadi was a character. Like I just didn't remember yeah. him, and I was like, "That sounds like Mr. Krabs. What is happening?" I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's Ryder Azadi, <laughs> and it was the same voice actor. So I was just like, "Why am I hearing Mr. Krabs on Star Wars?" I was very confused. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really loving this show so far. Uh, I love the I mean, that that sequence when uh, they're flying the Phantom through the air and like chasing after that that ship that's carrying like the warp drive. Mm-hmm. Like that whole sequence is yeah. super fun, so realistic. Um, yeah, and and like getting to see Chopper, like real live action Chopper, like <laughs> just mess around yeah, with things, just and doing and, and doing Chopper the tracking thing. <laughs> it's Wait, so, I love you, Chopper so much. You say live action, but you know what? He's still CG. Dad, I mean, no, he's real. <laughs> he's real, Dad. <laughs> he's real in my heart. Yeah. I mean, I assume that there are there are yeah. like there are parts where he's like an actual live action like robot, and oh, then yeah. but yeah, during that part, I assume he was yeah. CG. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chopper's a real robot. But yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, uh, <laughs> he is seemingly best friends with Jason Sindula now, which is great. Oh no, we, we got to see. <laughs> yeah, we got to see Jason Sindula Hare's Hare's son, Heron Kanan's mm-hmm. son. Which was super cool because, like, I didn't know if, like, going into this, you know, th- there's always, especially with the animated stuff, you never know how much yeah. the live action stuff is going to acknowledge the animated shows. Yeah. But like, this show seems to really be leaning into like, like, yeah, this is a continuation of Rebels, and yeah. we're, le- you know, so we got to see Jason, which is cool. Like, I don't know if he'll, I assume he'll come back at some point. I don't know if like he'll be important to the plot at all, but just the fact that he's in it, it was yeah. super cool. And um, if, if he'll be force sensitive too. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah. imagine that Jason is we're gonna see like a teenage Jason in like the um the sequel trilogy era or something. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna see mm-hmm. him kind of like in maybe he might be one of like Luke's um like trainees in like the new Jedi Temple or well hopefully mm-hmm. not, because they're all dead. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully not. But something. I don't know. Or maybe Ahsoka will train him, or Sabine will train him, or who knows? Yeah. Yes. Oh, one other thing I want to talk about um, in terms of Ahsoka is, uh, I mean, you were talking about kind of the, the idea of like Jedi legacy and how they're kind of, you know, playing with the whole idea of master and apprentice and yeah. things being passed on and how like, yeah. Uh, and I think a it's it's fascinating that we're getting this whole like we're getting to see Sabine try and go through some Jedi training as someone who's clearly like not very force sensitive if at all you know yeah um but it's cool that like she's still like that you know in in this kind of this new era this this post imperial era this post uh like jedi order era we get um this sort of redefining of what a jedi can be um Mm -hmm. so that that's super cool and also 
I love, I just, I love so much uh, Hu Yang. David Tennant as Hu yes. Yang is, yeah. is great. I love him so much. <laughs> Hu Yang's been a great character in general, yeah. but like to see him in live action is great. The, he looks great, by the way, in live action. <clears throat> they did a great job with him. Yeah. Um, David Tennant does an amazing job, and I love how like sassy and matter of fact he is. And um, the, I also like the fact that we, like, he gets, you know, he's not just there to kind of be a funny robot. He's like, doing important plot things like he he yeah. is able to like figure out who Balin skull is by like recognizing his lightsaber from a recording which makes sense that he'd mm. be able to do that because he's like he's the olivander of the star wars universe <laughs> yeah, he basically know? built every lightsaber or like was a part yeah. of had a hand in building every jedi's first lightsaber yes um which is super cool, is super cool. um yeah so love seeing him uh i love the yeah i think uh Balin skull and shin Hadi are both really super cool I am excited for us to, to go into the unknown regions and find uh, find Thrawn and presumably, hopefully Ezra as well. And uh, I'm just it's super it's super good. I'm I'm really really enjoying it, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. But um, yes, yeah, Dad, did you have anything you wanted to say about? But just that I thought Rebels was probably my favorite of the animated series, and Me probably too, yeah. one of the, the favorite ones I've watched in the last few years. And so it's fun to see, you know, Rebels season five and seeing this continuing and seeing where it's going to go. And yeah, you're right. I think they nailed Sabine. She's playing that character just as we expected or just as we remembered. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see, is she really force sensitive or like they said in uh, one of the episodes, is she just really relying on her Mandalorian training mm-hmm. or vice versa? Is it there's some force sensitive influence in her skills as a Mandalorian that are they're playing mm-hmm. in there yeah, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. I mean, that this might be this isn't gonna be a spoiler, but I think that's gonna be a major plot point for uh Ahsoka. But like Kanan did say towards the end of Rebels that like there's not really such thing as force sensitivity. Like the force that like exists within all of us. Everyone has the capacity to be a Jedi. Some people are just more naturally adept to it than others. Right, and so across. yeah, it's like yeah. I think in one of the episodes, Ahsoka says like, "Yes, there's an element of talent to it." Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's kinda, like yeah. An, well, like Andy highlighted last time, is the uh, what's the midichlorian count? How much mm-hmm. influence yeah. is there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing is, I, I really this is a small thing, but I wanna I wanna see the ghost. I mean, I assume we're going to see yeah. the ghost at some point. Yeah, people have like, like, people have I mean, pointed out in the background of, of shots, but I don't know if we've. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think so. Because we've seen we've seen the Phantom. They flew around in the Phantom a bunch, but like, mm. I really, really, really want to see live action ghost flying around, and I want to see the interior and because oh, I, I love that ship, and and also I assume it, it's going to be in it because they they released a, a Lego or they're they're releasing a Lego set of it that mm-hmm. has like Ahsoka and Hu Yang and stuff. So, um. But I'm I'm so excited for that site. Well, like Ahsoka's okay. ship, it's nice to see the the table goes down into the floor, so the center of the ship is just it's a big that's open. That's so space. cool. So is, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. plenty of room for training or whatever. Exactly. And then the table is just yeah. come up, and here you are, dinner time. Yeah, yeah. This is a cool, yeah. cool feature on the ship. It's a cool ship. I, I love how it can like spin and stuff. And we we've seen the ship before. It, it's the mm-hmm. it's the Camry. It's the yeah. Camry. <laughs> yeah, the Galactic Camry. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's. Yeah, it's great seeing that ship in live action and seeing it like yeah, but, but, move around really cool. And I love the there was that in the most recent episode there was like a space battle where they were like they were like stalled in space, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka went out in her like in a cool spacesuit mm-hmm. and like 
did flips on the outside of the ship and like took down fighters just with her yeah, lightsaber, like yeah. flipping through the air. Yeah. Um, just like Plokoon. Plokoon did that. Yeah. Yeah. Plokoon did it first. Everybody. He did. And Plokoon <laughs> so, and Plokoon you know. was the one who found Ahsoka. So it's kind of a cool mm-hmm. little uh, yeah, that's there. true. Yeah. But also the interior of her ship is round like the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. There's a lot of parallels yeah. between yeah. I mean it's all, it's Star Wars, it all rhymes. Like there's there's a lot yeah. of parallels that we can always find. Um before yeah. we move on to the next thing, I just wanted Dad, I told Jack this theory before. It's not really a theory, it's just kinda of like a fun little tidbit fact about Hu Yang. Um like about where he, I don't know if you heard this, but where Hu Yang comes from in one of the books, there's a it's like describing like where he came from. Uh, and it said Hu Yang's been there for as long as anybody can remember, but legend has it that thousands and thousands of years ago he just showed up at the Jedi Temple in a big blue box. <laughs> the Yang's the doctor. Okay, yeah, Hu Yang's the doctor. You, yeah, I was telling, we talking to your mom about uh, your again your episode with Andy. Yeah, uh, and about what things? You know, David's question: What things would you bring in from another universe? And your mom said the TARDIS. That'd be great. Honestly, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. I the TARDIS is such cool. Like, for a quick aside about how cool I think the TARDIS is, like the idea of having like it's kind of like the dream of being able to like keep have your home with you everywhere, yeah, and have it small enough to fit anywhere and have the ability to go anywhere and also you can go in through time mm-hmm. and also it's infinitely sized on the inside yeah. and it's like it's the coolest like <laughs> fantasy fulfillment spaceship it is possible yeah. it's amazing yeah. yep i think doctor right. i think doctor who's coming out on disney plus pretty soon right oh, is it really yeah i think in november it's coming I, out i didn't on know Dis- they had the the, the rights mm-hmm. to that did they did they snatch up the well, I read something like a year ago and like the article's still up. Like it's never been correct. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, every once in a while, I'm like, when do I get to watch Doctor Who again? Oh, yeah, November. Okay, great, cool. Yeah, well, I hope oh, yeah, so. Cool. Hope so, because then there might be another Christmas episode. Ooh. I, I'm still, I'm a few seasons behind. I I, I watched like the first couple episodes mm-hmm. of um, Jodie Whittaker's mm-hmm. uh, Doctor. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm way yeah. more behind. I, yeah. I, I stopped watching it with uh, Peter Capaldi. But that's just because I, I think I lost access to watching it. Um, but yeah. yeah. I also want to watch through all of... Uh, I've seen like the first season or two of David Tennant as the Doctor, but I haven't seen all of it. So I'm going to go back and watch the rest of that. Oh, it's so good. Yep. I, He's I, I, I love David Tennant in all things. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, well, all right. Uh, without further ado, I think it's time for us to move on to our main segment where we're talking about this week's episode. Um, all right. So this week we're talking about the Clone Wars season one, episode fifteen, Trespass. Sam, where does this episode take place in the Star Wars timeline? Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's twenty one BBY. Yep, twenty one BBY. Yeah. Yep. Twenty one. It's going to be twenty one BBY for the next like twenty episodes or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Until season two, episode fifteen is the last one in twenty one, and then we go on to yeah. So episode. Episode 38 of the podcast is when we'll finally make it to 20 BBY. Excellent. Um, all right. Uh, so let's see. The The moral of this episode was arrogance diminishes wisdom. It's a good one. Like yeah. Nice and succinct and also true. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Republic, first. <clears throat> Republic outpost overrun. The Jedi have lost all contact with the clone security force stationed on the bleak snow-covered planet of Orto Plutonia. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, accompanied by dignitaries from the nearby moon of Pantora, 
are sent to investigate the disappearance of the clone troopers on the desolate and forbidding landscape. There we go. Good job. You know, I just realized. What? Uh, is Pantora supposed to be... Wait, when did this come out? Hold on. When did this come out? This episode 2009. was released... 2009? Uh, yeah. was this, this came out in 2009? You know what else came out around 2009? Avatar. Avatar came out, like, almost Ooh, a year after this. Pandora. Well, I mean, they were talking about it. Pandora, blue people. Pandora, yeah. blue people. That's true, but this is also probably, f- like, in production. Long, like, yeah. I'm, you know, just you, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You could be right. Yeah. You could yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, are we ready? All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> A force of Republic clone troops under the guidance of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Captain Rex on the iced-up planet of Orto Plutonia. Iced-up. Iced-up. <laughs> That's what it says. Iced-up. I'm just reading. I'm just saying. Uh, iced-up planet of Orto Plutonia to investigate the disappearance of a local clone trooper force. In their company also are also C-3PO and R2-D2, along with a party of Pantoran dignitaries, which include Senator Rio Chuchi and Chairman Chicho who uses his political leverage over the Jedi to get what he wants. Despite Orto Plutonia being an ice world apparently devoid of sentient life, Chicho vehemently declares that since it is within the boundaries of the Pantora system, Plutonia is technically considered Pantoran territory. Obi-Wan tells Chairman Cho that the decision would be for the Galactic Senate. Guys, Chicho is the worst. <laughs> he's he's the most cartoonishly like I hate peace sort of villain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like how can we like get as many like tropes about like uh, colonialism and exactly. and like uh, racial superiority complexes yeah. and like yeah racist colonialist fear mongering warmongering yeah jerk <laughs> and his name is Chicho. What's up, Chicho? Chicho also. Um, I want to talk about uh, Senator Chuchi. <gasps> this is a character. This is uh, the first time we've been introduced to Senator Chuchi, and mm-hmm. she ends up being a, a a recurring character throughout the Clone Wars and beyond. Um, I think most recently we we've seen her in uh, the Bad Batch. Yeah, fighting, but, um, fighting for clones yeah, rights in the Bad Batch. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Senator Chuchi ends up being one of the most like one of the, the like the best like least like one. Of, she's one of the good senders, you know. Yeah, yeah. she's not corrupt. She's always she's like she and. Uh, Padme and uh, Sender Bail Organa are like kind of the senders who are the most like uh, actually willing to like fight for what's right and fight for yep. the people. Yeah. And yeah, so get to see her. This is this is kind of her origin. Her like the first time she has to like learn to sort of stand up for herself, stand up for what she believes in, and yeah. So this is a, a cool moment to get to to see her. It yeah, is. She she was pretty timid there at the very beginning of the episode and wouldn't stand mm-hmm. up to the chairman. But then by the end, she is taking charge and sets the stage oh, yeah. and took care of it. Yes. Spoilers, Dad. Love, We're getting there. We'll get there. Chi-Chi. We'll get there. Yeah. There we go. All right. Let's see. Yep, yep, yep. All right. <clears throat> Obi-Wan and Lex check out the local Republic base to find all the clone troopers dead. But the console's untouched. Soon, they find a nearby Separatist base, but the droid crew there have also been destroyed, raising suspicion that a third party is behind both killings. The only clues to their identity are a footprint in the snow and a brief image on a holographically recorded distress call. Back at the Republic base, Rio Chuchi voices her doubts about Separatists being responsible for the raid, since the evidence is inconsistent with that theory. But Chicho stubbornly refuses to give in to such a violent enemy, no matter who it may be. <clears throat> this is yeah, this is kind of where we see Chicho just kind of like really playing his hand of how much 
of an a-hole he is like he's just he's the worst yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah. the worst the worst Indeed. anyway yeah um i scrolled too far what did i do great got it anakin and obi-wan follow their clues to a nearby canyon where they spot light reflections soon afterwards they meet primitive but sentient inhabitants the talls Despite the language barrier, Obi-Wan and Anakin manage to make it clear that their mission is for peace, and they arrange a meeting between the Pantorans and the Talls. When they deliver the news, Chairman Chicho arrogantly refuses to believe that the Talls can be considered a sentient race and calls them trespassers and animals. He says worse things, but Wikipedia doesn't put it there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he calls them savages. So, yeah, in case yeah. you, in case, anytime you hear a character call somebody a savage, you know that they're like you know they're the bad guy. <laughs> they're the bad guy. Yeah. 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 Savages. savages. Yeah, not diminishing good. someone through name calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when they deliver news, Chicho arrogantly refuses to believe that the Talks can be considered a sentient race and calls them trespassers and animals, stating that Pantora hasn't found a single bit of life in the planet in all their history. We haven't seen it. It doesn't exist. Uh, Rio Chushi, <laughs> if we yeah, if we don't have it, it doesn't <laughs> if we don't have it, it does not exist. Uh, Rio Chushi <laughs> tries to mediate, telling that it is for the Senate to decide the matter, but to no avail. Upon arrival at the meeting place, the tall chieftain Desen politely asks that the Galactic Republic leave them in peace and withdraw all presence to or from Orto Plutonia. However, Chicho still refuses to accept that the Talls as sentience and arrogantly declares Plutonia as sovereign Pantoran territory, deliberately provoking a war. <laughs> uh, all right uh in order to gain sanctity for his actions he declares this to be an internal affair of pantora anakin and obi-wan appeal to rio chuchi to find a way to resolve this political matter diplomatically she contacts the speaker of the pantoran assembly who grants her the authority to negotiate peace and declares the chairman out of order let me keep going or uh yeah let's keep going cool sweet uh, however, the solution comes a bit too late. While returning to their base, Chicho and his escort are ambushed by the Tall's war party, forcing them to fight. Chairman Cho is severely weakened by a spear in the in his back. Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Senator Chuchi arrive just in time to save Cho, Rex, and the remaining escort from being overrun. But even with his last breath, Cho insists killing the Tall's is for the good of his people as his final command. Chuchi politely declines, informing him of the Assembly's decision dumbfounded that he was overruled that his people uh and that his people prefer peace claiming that he died for them she expires senator chuchi proposes a peaceful approach and manages to cease hostilities conceding sovereignty of plutonia to the talls as she and the jedi board a gunship obi-wan requests that to maintain peace she should make it last the end yay that was a really quick summary for I mean, it felt like a much longer episode but really that it was, was just a lot of it was a lot of just like yelling, racism, and fighting. It was kind of, and then like, yeah, and then yeah. a lot. All of the, yeah, all, a lot of the filler in this episode was was yeah, Chicho just like yelling savages and war and peace. Bah, who wants peace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is a really good yeah. episode, except for Chicho. He was the worst. Yeah, but the, I mean that's the whole point of the episode, yeah. though. Oh yeah, Cause yeah, 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 because it's real reminiscent of the U.S. campaign against Native Americans across North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no doubt. and the yeah. difference though is that uh, the Pantorans agree that Orto Plutonia belongs to the Tals, for that that, yeah. that moon. That, yeah, and that, but the Native Americans never received that just oppression and reservations. Yeah, but Star Wars isn't political. No, not at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah, the, the series about space Nazis is definitely not. 
um yeah this is a this is a fun episode this is cool um we we didn't get a ton of of anakin and obi-wan in this one it was it was very much focused on like i mean it it, it was it was we did get some of them that kind of led the charge a little bit but it was i feel it was more senator chuchi's episode than Mm. anybody else oh yeah Yeah. i agree um yeah i thought i thought it was this is a fun it was a cool episode it was a nice like well-contained single episode story um i like the it's always it's always cool to see like all the different kind of genres and uh tropes and things that the clone wars gets to explore throughout all its different arcs and like this one we got to see like you know we we got yetis we got a yeti episode basically you know yeah um yeah so that was cool it's it's a it's a cool snow planet i I like the like the base that they're Mm -hmm. in um the republic base it's like like it's got that big tower and then one kind of long window. Mm. It al- it almost reminds me of like a clone trooper helmet, like a visor, Ooh, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was cool. And we, and we also we got we got to see uh, Anakin and Obi Wan Snow Patrol variants with, <laughs> yeah. with their yeah. big old fluffy hoods. Yeah, yep. that's fun. And same thing with the clones; they had their cool little. Uh, oh yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the cloth cool thing face. over. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see Rex in his, yeah. his like his conehead thing. Also read, <laughs> like... on, also read on Wikipedia they wanted to make this look similar to the South Dakota Badlands, which is where some of the big battles between, like the Little Bighorn, took oh. place. And oh. so I googled pictures of the South Dakota Badlands in the winter, and it looks really a lot like the scenery in this episode. Oh, cool! I like that. So, That's in me. case you weren't clear, this was about Americans and Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be really honest. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, the continuity section of this episode on Wikipedia, and it says, um, during the making of the TV series, George Lucas wanted to tell a classic Western story with seemingly primitive native people fighting back against a superior military force in order to defend their homeland. Uh, yeah, and then it talks about, yeah, Dave Filoni said that uh, it was inspired by the Badlands, and yeah, yeah. So it, that was very much a, a clear inspiration. Oh, yeah. Um. Anybody notice that uh, the, this is not the first time we've seen the Talls? This, they look familiar. Dad, you should recognize them. I recognize them, but I can't remember from where. There was the Talls in the Maz Eisley Cantina in A New Hope. Oh! Yeah. So an okay. ice planet creature was in the middle of a desert bar. It was a wretched hum of sky, scum and villainy. Yeah. A wretched hive of scum and villainy. Anything goes. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's... That's neat. Yeah. Like, as soon as you said, like, we've seen this before, I was like, oh, yeah, they, they do look familiar. Where yeah. have I seen that? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So this is... always, that, that's one of the things I like about the, the kind of expanded universe stuff mm-hmm. and Clone Wars and everything is getting to see all the, like, all the different ways in which every like that's one of the cool things about Star Wars is that every single background character from every movie has like a backstory eventually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we get to find out like yeah, what this this one particular species that like you know it was probably like they didn't, didn't put much thought into like you know what what is this species called and what are they from? They were just like it was 1976 and they were like oh we need a a, a, a bunch of different weird looking aliens um let's make one that looks like a yeti and yeah we, cool. we need we need human sized scary muppets go <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah somebody make a greedo for me yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you just play right. more on the western side of it i mean they were riding wild animals like native americans riding True. horses oh yeah and yeah, yeah. and then when they got uh backed into a corner all the clones circled the wagons. 
They circled their motorcycle. Their, oh, yeah. Their speeders. Oh, yeah. They circled, <laughs> they circled <laughs> the wagons. Yeah. They circled the wagons. Yeah. Good old Space Western Star Wars. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed that one of the, some of the halls had atlatls to throw their spears. You guys notice that? Had what? Do you guys know what? All right, oh, so I learned yeah. this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, like history class back in like middle school, but it's like basically a like a catapult that you hold with your hand to throw a spear. Yeah. So you it's can basically launch it like you can you launch it really fast for like almost hundred yards. Like that's how like you see those. Red, that's how they took. That's how they took down bison. Was with yeah. with these things. Or if you've seen those red handled things for throwing tennis balls for your dog. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, same concept. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, but that's but that's like from the Iroquois from yeah. where we get lacrosse. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. How neat. Yeah. The more you know. All right. Well, um, let's see. Uh, favorite part of the episode, y'all? Uh, when Chicho gets a spear in his back. <laughs> I was going to say when Chicho dies. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm no, serious. I, that's yeah. my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, I'm oh, like, yeah. yes, I was going to say that. Savages. Yeah, I was going to say when Senator Chuchi brokered peace. That was end. good. That yeah, that that was a great moment. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um. One of the things I, I I did want to like, this isn't like a moment, but I just I like the uh, all the different speeders that they like, yeah. you know, drove around on. on they, they were cool. They had like these, you know, these cockpits. Yeah, that was so cool. Shaped and windscreens really... to keep the cold wind off yeah. the face. I remember yeah, as yeah. soon as they showed up on screen, I like the glass kind of it like wraps three hundred sixty degrees mm -hmm. around like to underneath yeah. them. I was like, how do they get into that? It's like there's no seam is open, and then they're like, oh, it slides forward. Duh. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it was so cool. It's such a cool design. Yeah. Yes, we we love a good a, a, a cool ship design, a cool oh yeah, yeah. Pra design. practical yeah, yeah. and cool looking. Definitely, um, yeah. Uh, Dad, did you have a favorite part of the episode? You yeah, it was the, the end. Yeah, when they, when they actually yeah. when right, she right, negotiated right, right, yeah. peace. Yep. Cool. Um, speaking of which, uh, MVP. I feel like it's got to be Chicho Senator Chuchi, right? Oh, yeah. No. Chuchi, not Chucho, Chuchi. Chuchi and Chucho. Yeah. Yeah. Senator Chuchi. Yeah, Senator Chuchi, yes, yeah. yep, yep. She's, yeah, she, uh, she gets to, you know, stand up for these other people and stand up for her own yeah. people, and, you know, she comes into her own as, like, a rising leader mm -hmm. in the galaxy, and it's a, and we we get to establish her as a character who, who comes back later, so. Yeah, she went from timid um, to confident. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, so I would definitely say she's MVP. Um, and then uh, more Star Wars is better. Star Wars. How does this episode make movies the rest of Star Wars better? I mean, I think Senator Chushi is is <laughs> number yeah. one to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also I really appreciated um, like Rex's hesitance to follow Chicho's orders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like the fact, like the moral compass that like these like clones are bred for killing have mm -hmm. like you know just like they're like i don't know it might have just been like a chain of command thing like he's like i don't know if do yeah. i report to him like i do mm -hmm. but like he clearly like rex we know that like rex clearly was uncomfortable with what she show was like yeah. spitting yeah. out and it was yeah it was just like do i have to follow this guy because this is nuts like i don't want to do this yeah well um, before he did anything yeah. he was he was referring to obi-wan and, mm -hmm. and anakin he always deferred yeah. to them. Wait till they said okay. Yeah, 
and they never did more than they were told to. Right. Cause, yeah. Because like they did like they did fight the the talls, but only mm-hmm. after they were, like only basically exactly like, only to oh, defend. Oh, oh, yeah. Only like if like if I was getting like they like only shot them down if they were getting charged by them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, go Rex. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I thought this was a good episode because it uh, it does deal with some serious and real moral and ethical issues that, mm-hmm. we, yeah, yeah. that we still see today. But it also shows that not everything is solved with a lightsaber. Indeed, yeah, we didn't yeah. see a single lightsaber. Like the, that's true. I don't, yeah, no, we did. Um, one thing that I, I uh, did like is that at, at the very end, when Obi Wan's talking to Senator Chuchi, um He's like, uh, make it last, and then he says something like, um, "We want, you know, so that so that all wars can come to an end, basically." Yeah. yeah. Um, which was interesting. It was interesting to me because, like, on the one hand, like, yes, I like that he he's got the right idea about like <laughs> the purpose of war is to to end it and not to you know to fight for power, but to like you know achieve peace. Yeah. Um, and. But also at the same time, he's a general in the army of this this like weird war that's you know I mean there's a whole other conversation to be had about like you know there's only so much that they know about you know the fact that this is this war is all a ploy by Palpatine you know mm, <laughs> you yeah, don't know right. that aspect of it but still it's like you know it's it's I feel like even Obi Wan who like clearly understands that like war is bad and like the the goal of war is to achieve peace and to like end the war. Um, he still like is throughout the Clone Wars is an active participant in this thing that like ends up harming a lot of people. Like especially later in the Clone Wars, in like season seven, we see you know how this war has affected kind of the yeah. the regular folk of the galaxy and how um and how yeah it, it directly affects them and, and negatively affects them in ways that like the Jedi aren't aware of because they're kind of. You know, they're on the front lines or they're up on the top, the high levels of Coruscant and they're not interacting with, you know, one on one with people. Um, yeah. So just cool to see the kind of that insight into to Obi-Wan and to see, that you know, he's mm-hmm. a wise Jedi master. But at the same time, like he and all the other Jedi are still like uh, kind of fooled and, and yeah, sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got to, to, oh, to the, do to talk about uh, Wilhelm Screams? I don't think we've got any Wilhelm Screams. Uh, we, there were no main character kills. Well, the uh, uh, Chicho. He's not a main character. But, no, but it, it's, not, it's not character deaths. It's how many... It's main characters that killed people. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, and then Lost Limbs. I don't think anybody lost a limb that, I, that I'm aware of. So. No. <laughs> a lot of falling into bottomless uh, pits, but no limbs were lost. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, this has been super fun. Oh, yes. we have dad on we, the podcast. We do have a voicemail. Ooh. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, I couldn't figure out how to download it off of. So, Google Voice has, has started doing like it's only on my phone now, and it's like I can't figure out how to download it. So maybe Jack can help me later. Huh. Oh, but I'll just play it into the microphone if I can find. Yeah. Okay. Eh, it's from Jason. Press, press. What? I know, right? Hey, Jason. Where is it? Voice. Here we go. Hello, unlimited content. It is Jason Hanson calling in. 
Um, it's been a while. Um, actually just watched episode three of Ahsoka last night. Uh, the best part was seeing Jason actually having a role in the show. Wasn't sure if that would be a thing, but it was. Uh, my main thing I wanted to get to, and, uh, Sam and I talked about this, uh, what would be the implications if, um, Ezra never used the Purgil to get rid of Thrawn? You know, like, if Thrawn were still in existence during New Hope, uh, what would that look like? Um, I have my thoughts. I discussed with uh, Sam briefly about that. Um, I would say the, right off the bat, the Rebellion would not even get a finger off the ground because Thrawn is uh, very cold and calculated and diabolical. So that was my input. Uh, can't wait to... Talk to you guys later. Bye. So what do you so if Thrawn survived the Rebels finale, didn't get sent off with the Purgle, um, and was still around, and like basically the ghost crew loses that battle and Thrawn escapes. How do we think Star Wars looks different? Now remember, this happens like right before New Hope. Yeah. That's a good question. Um I mean I, I don't know. I feel like he would probably like I mean, can you, is there any rank higher than Grand Admiral that he could get to other than, like, is Grand Moff higher, I guess? I think Grand Admiral and Grand Moff are, like, on par with each other. I, I'll, I'll look it up. You keep talking, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good question, but I, like, it's one of those what-ifs that's, like, yeah, it would, it could drastically affect everything because he's such, like, a, a like, a, a powerful and cunning uh strategist you know like um and he he generally did not underestimate the rebels um so yeah yeah would, I, I think, would it have changed the rogue one story any before they actually get the death star plans oh yeah that's a good okay so good grand question, admiral like, does outrank grand yeah Moth, what i'm seeing so oh, really Thrawn outranks tarkin dang okay wow yeah, so wow. Thrawn, and Thrawn, like, we read in the books, I don't know if this is still canon, but in the Thrawn, like, the, the Thrawn trilogy, uh, Thrawn figures out that the Empire is building a Death Star before the Rebellion does. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Just by, just by, like, analyzing trade routes, it's like, oh, there's a lot of uh, whatever material goes into, like, making the whole huh. of... It's the same, yeah. like, material that they use to make the hull of, like, Star Destroyers. Uh, but, yeah. like, on he's like, we don't need that many Star Destroyers. Where is all this material going? And he just, like, moonlights, like, running audits to figure out where all this stuff is going and figures out that, like, oh, we're building a battle station and it's giant. I'm going to go find it. And that's, like, the first Thrawn book. And then, like, that's how he gets the attention of the Emperor. It's like he figures out that he's building a Death Star uh, wow. just by, like, open source data in the Empire. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Master researcher. Yeah, because it's really his his uh his right hand man. Uh this guy by the name of Eli Vanto. Uh Eli uh was he was like 
being he's like basically this farm boy from like way out in the outer rim uh but his company owned a ship like his family owned a shipping company and he was like basically really good at like shipping inventory and all this stuff and uh thrawn like personally selected i want you for whatever reason probably because he had a hunch that the empire was doing something with shipping stuff and he like wanted to be able to figure out through like that kind of thing it's crazy it's way smarter than i am That's a rule. but it's it's really <laughs> thrawn is smarter than most of us yeah. uh, but not smart enough to not get abducted by whales no Oops. So. <laughs> yeah no, the the thrawn book I, is it on my shelf somewhere i don't know which is this the uh, is this the original thrawn books it's or the new ones the, the new one the new one okay the original like it's based on this yeah, I know it's, yeah. it's like it's like the new canon kind of yes, yes reinterpretation yes. of Thrawn's story. Yeah, yeah. written by because originally it's, it's like, still written by Timothy Zahn, but he rewrote it oh, to yeah, be yeah. in line with canon, like the new canon. Because yeah. the yeah the the original uh, Thrawn trilogy uh, of books written by Timothy Zahn was like for a long time was basically the closest thing we had to an official sequel trilogy. Because um, hmm. yeah, it like involved Luke and and all and all that, and like it was yeah, it was basically like this is what happens after uh return of the jedi and that yeah, thrawn was like the the new villain for like that post trilogy um yeah and then they decanonized that once disney bought everything but but then yeah. they bought they brought back thrawn in rebels yeah and but they are so yeah. i there, there's a lot of hunches going around that like they're going to adapt more of that storyline from these books into like the stuff that comes after ahsoka because the movie that like is going to tie up this whole like thing of media it's basically like the avengers of like this like of the mandoverse, of the mandoverse um yeah. it's called heir to the empire it's like what they're gonna call it and that's like what Ooh, really and that's what the thrawn wow. books were called it was thrawn heir to the empire yeah 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 so it's like the, the movie is supposed to be called heir to the empire so it's basically like that's i think i think thrawn before the first order shows up like in real full force uh mm-hmm. actually takes back over and then they dethrone him and then the first order shows up or something, yeah. or or he Man. establishes the first order and they dethrone him. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited to, to see what happens there. Like, I'm. I'm curious as to like in like in the Ahsoka series. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm curious as to how how it will end. Like, I yeah. mean, there's there's a lot of obviously questions, things that we don't know, and like lots of mysteries in the show already. But like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious as to yeah, will, will Thrawn still be around after this, or is this like I mean, I hope so. I hope he, he continues to be, like, a major villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's not just, like, in live action for this one show, and then, like, they, they defeat him, and that's it. Um, I doubt not, that. You know, it's, still be, it's still cool to have him, but, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, um, I think he, he's the, the best big bad left in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah one other thing I wanted to, to talk about briefly about Ahsoka is um, I like the fact that you know this this um what this show is kind of doing in addition to to like you know being rebel season five it's also kind of fleshing out uh a little bit of the like the early days of um the new republic prior to uh the sequel trilogy and kind of all the the problems that are that lead into like basically the, the collapse of the new republic and the rise of the first order and everything and you know and we get to see, like, you know, with that, that conversation that Hera has with, like, those, uh, I don't know, the, the council members, the senators, or whoever that was, um, with Mon Mothma and the mm-hmm. other other folks. Right. Um, that, that whole conversation of, like, clearly these people are, like, 
th- they're being way too nonchalant about like the the existence of imperial sympathizers and they're just like no yeah they'll they'll be loyal to us sure it'll be great yeah they signed fine. the paper yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's, it's yeah. just very much like duh like they're fine yeah it's very much like i think we see in the new republic a lot of the same problems that existed in the old like <laughs> in the republic prior to the uh to the original trilogy like in, in the prequel era which like lots of you know bureaucracy and corruption like all those problems are still there like it, you know it's not the empire anymore no but it's still like you know we're kind of back to you know having a lot of the same problems that we had before and a lot of people just yeah. comfortable with their new business arrangement uncomfortable nothing's going to change but change always happens yeah 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 kind of like remember, you know, yeah Cha- chamberlain before world war ii mm. yeah i i remember if it was in uh andor or um, I forget what other or like the most recent season of Mando where they're kind of following the the Imperial remnants or something, but like it was like these people at like this uh I think it was at the Opera House in, on Coruscant. They're like Empire, uh Republic. I can't keep track. They sign my checks. I don't really care. Like yeah. that's yeah. the devil. That's like the like the mo of most of these like the upper elites mm-hmm. in the new Republic is like, I don't really care. My checks are still getting signed. Like I'm still in power. I, I still have my penthouse on Coruscant. Like I'm good. Like, I don't really care who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. Oops. Not great. <laughs> Whoops. Well, Jason, thanks for the uh, question about Thrawn. That was great. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It's a hard question to answer. It is a hard question to answer. It would be a good question, though. very much different if, uh, if Thrawn were still around in uh, <laughs> the original trilogy. It would be bad. Bad. That's how it would <laughs> It would be bad. 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 Definitely. Yep. Well, it's been great. It's been a real fun time to have. Just, a, it's been a few weeks since we, we've recorded a podcast because of various things. Like, I've, I've been... We, we had to, to miss last week because people were busy and then but like the week before that i've i worked like 10 days in a row for for work because i was transitioning from my old schedule to my new one and so it's been a little while since we've gotten to record and it was nice to get to finally catch up with you and to get to hang out with my dad on his birthday happy birthday thank you guys it's a good day it is a good day it's been it's been great to have you finally as like a an official main guest yes yeah this is episode 20 jack 20 episodes That's that's nuts. How did we get here already? I don't know. I don't know, man. We've been doing this more than half a year. It's wild. We're we're like one percent of the way through. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but yeah, man. This yeah, this has been this is super good. I'm I like this podcast, Sam. This is fun. I do too. (laughs) This is good. This is great. Big fan. Yay. Yes. Um. Well, I'll keep calling. uh, If you'd like to join in the discussion. Leave a voicemail at 512-850-6653, and we might feature your comments, questions, or corrections on the podcast. And again, that number will be in the episode description. Yeah, we'll definitely get your um, questions. Might not get your voice. We'll definitely get your questions. Join us next time when we'll be talking about The Clone Wars Season 1, Episodes 17 and 18, Blue Shadow Virus, and Mystery of a Thousand oh. Moons. And we may have another guest next week. Yeah. So tune in for that. Cal, 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 Cal. Yeah, Cal. Cal Kestis?
Cal Kestis. Of, of Jedi Fallen Order? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> the Jedi who loves to kill animals? Yeah, not, yeah. Definitely not our cousin Cal. Cal Kestis from the Star Wars. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I love you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, may the Force be with you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right, cut the chatter. Roger, Roger. <laughs>